0: Hello and welcome or welcome back to Small Talk, I am your host Naomi, again it's just me here today, Kirstie is still enjoying her holiday, I say that word very lightly because if you listen to the last um, episode where it was also just me again, I explained that a holiday is for Kirstie is very different to a holiday for literally anybody else on this planet. Um... I won't go into the details of that. She knows what that means. If you've been listening to us for a while, you'll know what that means. But yeah, hopefully she's still enjoying her holiday. She will be joining me again next week. Today, I thought I would take things back a little bit, like reminiscent to how small talk was at the start when we first began where we kind of used to use our good old trusty random question generator and just talk about some very light-hearted topics because i feel like we've been talking about a lot of very serious things for the past couple of months which isn't necessarily a bad thing because they're topics that need to be talked about you know things are happening in the world and Kirsty and i are very intelligent and very opinionated women and so i think we have very good conversations about these things um But yeah, I thought I would just take it back a little bit to where I was at the beginning, where we talk about, you know, what's your favourite food? Or if you could go to any country in the world, where would it be? You know, those kind of things, just to keep things very light-hearted, because as we all very much know, this past year has not been the best for all of us. That being said, I did pay another visit back to our friend, the good old trusty random question generator. I know it has missed us, because... Well, it's been a while since we've been there, but I saw this one question that really, really stuck out to me. So now this whole plan that I had to keep it really lighthearted is like, it's completely gone down the drain. That's not what we're doing today. And not that it's not that the question is going to be like really depressing what I'm going to be discussing, but I think it's an interesting topic and it's not going to be as lighthearted as like, what's your favorite thing to cook? So the question that really stood out to me was, what is the biggest risk? you've taken in your life. And this one really stopped me in my tracks because I've taken a lot of risks (laughs) in my life. I'd like to think so. Not crazy, stupid risks that, you know, like life threatening risks, even though you could argue that just being alive, any single thing that you do could potentially be life threatening because nothing in this life is ever without risk. That's not what I mean. But I mean, as in, I'm a, I'm a person that likes to not necessarily live life on the edge but i like to enjoy my life i like to try new things try different things i don't i don't like to lead a boring life well not what i would consider a boring life i know there are probably other people in the world who take much bigger risks than i do and they would look at my life and say that comparatively it is boring but i mean i think my life is at a pretty good place for where i would where i want it to be um But I think, yeah, when I was really thinking about it, I was like, what is the biggest risk I've taken? And I really think that the biggest risk I've taken is also probably the most recent risk that I've taken. And that is the choice to move out of my parents' home in the middle of a pandemic. And just saying it in that sentence right there is like, why did I do do that to myself? That's a really big risk. This is so, yeah, this is my first time um, moving out and living on my own. If you know me or you don't know me at all, I haven't been to university. So I never really had that kind of university experience, I guess, of, you know, living in halls and all of those kind of things. I kind of watched all of my friends do that kind of thing. And if I'm being quite honest, it didn't really appeal to me. I'm not going to lie. Like, I commend you university students a lot. But as someone who was on the outside looking in, who very much just enjoyed the best parts of the university experience, because I'd go visit my friends when they'd say that there was like events or whatever going on, they'd be like, oh, this club night is happening or this festival or something is happening. I'd go up for the weekend and then I'd be like, great, I've had my fun. Um, And now it's time for you to go do lectures and write essays. I'm going to say peace out. I'm not here for that. So I kind of very much got to enjoy the best parts of university life and then I kind of just watched them suffer through the rest of it. So having that experience, I really commend you guys because personally I do think that university is something that is made out to be something so much better than it is. And I think for the amount of tuition that is being charged, especially in this country... The standard is really not where it it should be. And that's not to say that I will not ever go to university in my life. It's not something that I've completely just ruled out. It's more so just that I haven't prioritised it at the moment or I realised very early on what a big investment it was going to be, not just financially, but also mentally as well. And I hadn't found... That career path or that course that I was really really set on so much that I could say to myself I'm willing to make that investment for that thing because I know I'm gonna get this specific return so if I do get to that point in my life where I decide on a career that needs me to have a degree because obviously not every career in this life needs needs you to have a, a degree and as we're seeing more and more we're getting a lot of more people graduating university with degrees and they can't get jobs with said degrees so if I do find that thing that course that I decide this is absolutely what I want to do or that career path that's like yeah this is this is me this is going to be my life and I need to have a degree for it then I 100% will go to university and I will make that investment but for me where I am in my life right now it just doesn't seem necessary so it's not something that I have done Yet. Let's say yet. Because I feel like at some point in my life, I probably will go to university. However, oh my god, even without Kirsty here, I just managed to somehow go off on a ridiculous tangent. I thought it was when it was just the two of us together. But circling back to what the original point of the episode is supposed to be, this is my first time having ever moved out of my parents' house. This is my first time living completely alone. And I decided to do that, yeah, in the middle of, the middle of a pandemic. So I think it was maybe... December late November December I made the decision that I wanted to move out I just needed I just needed my own space I think I'd, I'd got to an age where I was like this is just time all of I could see all of my friends not all of them necessarily but a lot of my friends were kind of living alone or in house shares and things like that and while I had obviously seen them experience the terrible landlord and the horrible flatmates and this that and the other I kind of just wanted to have that experience for myself instead of always just being the person that they would come and complain to and I'd kind of be like that seems really sad but like I can't relate because I still live with my parents. Not to say that living with my parents has necessarily been easy because I know that some people have this idea that oh you still live with your parents that means your life must be so easy because they do everything for you. That was not, not at all the case and we're not even about to go down that road. But um, yes, I just decided that it was time for me to kind of spread my wings and have my own space. Um, and all of it was very new to me because obviously I'd never had that university experience. I've, n- I've never had to go house hunting um, or you know do contracts or anything like that. So I had no idea what I was doing. But yeah, the turnaround was very, very fast. I managed to find somewhere to live that I really, really like in about two weeks. Um, I was shocked, my family was shocked, but here we are, um, and it was really, really stressing me out when it was coming up to my due date, my my date to move in, because this was just before Christmas, um, and if you don't know, I work in retail, so obviously Christmas is like crazy, a crazy, crazy period, there's like no way to get time off, so I was trying to have to organize well, when am I going to be able to pack up all my stuff? When am I going to be able to move? Because it's going to have to be within, you know, those two days a week, my weekend that I have off. And I'm not going to have any other time to do it because I'm going to be working all the way through Christmas and New Year's. But at the same time, I don't want to wait till after New Year's because I'm ready to go now. Like, I'm ready to go this instant. Once I've decided I'm leaving this house, I need to leave this house. I've had enough. I can't stay here anymore. So... My due date was fast approaching and I was like, I don't know when I'm gonna be able to do any of this because my bedroom is at home is approximately the size of a shoebox, So I can't exactly pack things up and put them into storage boxes and move them somewhere else because there just physically is nowhere for them to go. So I was like, this is all gonna have to happen on one day. I'm gonna have to pack up all of my stuff, put it in a van and then move to the new place pretty much within one or two days. So I had it all planned out. I was gonna do it the weekend. The, the one weekend that I had before it got to the Christmas period so I could be moved in and settled so and I could just work all the way through Christmas and New Year's and not even have to think about it so I got myself so stressed out and it literally got to the day before the move I was at work and then that was when lockdown was announced and I was like, are you serious? So I've just stressed myself out this much because I really thought that I was only going to have two whole days to move my entire 23 years of life because i've been in this one home since birth my entire 23 years of life into one room and now boris has just decided that now i can have all the time in the world because we're gonna be in lockdown so as convenient as that is it was also very very annoying because i was like i've literally planned my entire life around this and now it's not even happening but also i'm about to move into a whole new place whose location i partially picked for the fact that my commute to work was going to be easier and now I don't have work to go to so I've literally just been sitting here in this room since then so it's been what four months now where I'm like this is a great location I'm right near a train station it would be so easy for me to get to work from here if I had a work to go to And after I got over that initial annoyance with Boris for just inconveniencing my life, how he has been inconveniencing everyone's lives for the past year because he's putting all of these plans and things in action without what feels like without actually thinking them through and how they're going to affect actual people, it then hit me that if we go into lockdown, am I still going to be able to afford this? Because I was looking for rooms and budgeting how much rent I was willing to pay based on the fact that I was still going to be employed full-time. The realisation then dawned on me that if we go into lockdown, I'm going to be furloughed, meaning that I'm then only getting 80% of my income. And while I was living at home before, that wasn't an issue. Being on furlough was actually pretty good for me because I was able to, you know, save a lot of money because I wasn't really spending anything. But now I have rent to pay and living in London, we all, we know rent is, <laughs> rent is definitely not... Um, she's not cheap. So now I'm only getting 80% of my income. Am I going to be able to survive? That was the next thing that I had to really take into consideration. But by that point, it was too late because I'd already decided that I was moving in. I'd already signed the tenancy agreement. I'd already set the date and the time. There was no going back. So I really just had to move in. And for that first month, I kind of had to just sit and lie and waiting and sort of be like, I'm not actually sure how much money I'm going to get paid for furlough this month. I really just have to sit and wait and pray that this is going to be enough, not only just to cover my rent, but for me to survive. And I'll be honest, that first month was very difficult because I've never had to really budget myself that much because I've worked since I've left school, but I've always been at home. And obviously no, my parents don't support me financially, but living at home, you don't really have that many expenses. So yes, I was, you know, putting money into savings and, you know, putting money aside to go on holidays and, you know, buy whatever things I wanted to do. And I I don't think I've been like a particularly frivolous spender, but I've never had to have this much structure in my life. It's, I've never been at a point in my life where it's been like, if you run out of money, you're not going to be able to live. I've never experienced that before. And that stress is that stress is not something that I would wish upon anyone. And I know that my situation is still a lot better than a lot of people in this country. So I can't even imagine what people who have to really rely on benefits or have lost their job and been made redundant because of the pandemic and and have, you know, families to support. I can't even imagine difficulties that they're going through and I don't even really want to imagine I hope that I never am in that situation but and although I have always been sympathetic to those people because I mean I've never been you know I've never been someone who has always had a lot of money I've always you know I'm very from a very much working class background I am also very aware that I still have it I still have a better situation than other people in this world other people in this country and I'm very 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 grateful for that um and that's not something that I would ever forget but yeah that those first few weeks especially because I was also learning how to do full grocery shops for myself yes obviously I, I used to go grocery shopping and things like that for myself like for myself and buy whatever things I needed but as I say it was never a case of you need to make a choice between this thing or that thing, or you're going to starve. I I would always be able to get the things I wanted because I didn't really have many other expenses, so I didn't have to think about it that much. That being said, being from the background that I'm from, um, I'm very good at looking for deals in supermarkets. So again, that was something that really, really helped me once I moved out because I knew how to go shopping properly and find good deals and not overspend I think the issue was not that I was overspending because I was buying too much in the supermarket I think at the start I was overspending because I was bored and I had nothing else to do but to go to the supermarket so I'd be going there like every two or three days and just like I'd go there because I'd be like oh I've you know just run out of this thing let me just pop to the supermarket I've run out of this thing let me just pop to the supermarket and I wasn't stopping myself because at that point I hadn't really learned how to fully keep myself occupied. And also I was convincing myself that, you know, you need to go out for a walk and get some exercise. May as well just go to the supermarket. And we all know that once you step foot in a supermarket, you always leave with things that you had no intention of ever buying. But imagine that I'm doing this like every three days. So I really, really had to put a stop on myself for that because I realized that that just was not going to be a sustainable habit for me to get into. Yes, it might be more okay once I go back to work and I'm back up to full wages, but right now I'm, I'm trying to survive on less. So I need to, it's better to get myself into these good habits now and get used to living off of less money. Then I can loosen the straps a little bit more once I go back to work and I'm earning a little bit more. But anyway, that being said, I'm still very much I'm very much enjoying being here. It's very nice to have my own space, but I'm also not so far away from people that I feel like I'm isolated. You know, I'm still in the same city. I'm just, you know, a train ride away from my family and, you know, we're a bubble. So before anyone says, oh, you know, COVID, you shouldn't be going to visit your family. We're a bubble. So it's all good. Also, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but I really thought The day that, because obviously all my family were like, well, we have to come with you when you move. So everyone was here in my room trying to just boss me around and be like, this is, put this here and put this here and put that there. And I had to be like, listen, this is my space. You don't have jurisdiction over this anymore. I decide what is going to go where, when and how. Okay, it's not your business. I understand that you're trying to help, but leave my space. So once they did eventually leave, I was expecting that, Everything was just kind of going to settle on top of me and I was going to have this really big realisation that, wow, I've actually done this. I've actually moved out of home and I'm here by myself. And I really thought I was just going to break down into tears. But for some reason that didn't happen. It more so felt like a weight had been lifted. And so for me, at that point, that was when it really set in that although that was a big risk that I took, that was the right thing for me to do because I felt so much more at ease and yes it could have gone completely sideways but the fact that I took the risk despite having thought about it for so many years and deciding that it wasn't a risk that I was willing to take and I pushed myself to that limit where I was like you need to do this now or you're gonna break and the fact that I did it and I survived it. This is all sounding very, very dramatic. This is really sounding like my life at home was so like terrible and traumatizing. It really wasn't, it really wasn't that serious. I just like to be dramatic. Um, and since nobody's here to stop me, I'm just gonna continue to tell my story in a very dramatic way. So yeah, when that didn't happen the first night, I was like, okay, maybe I just need like a period of settling in and maybe after the ne- over the next few days, the weight of the situation is gonna, you know, I'm finally gonna realize and be like, oh my god, what have I done, but actually I settled into living a lone life very, very easily, and I think obviously that's very much a testament to my parents, because they've raised me in such a way that I can be independent and self-sufficient, and I know how to look after myself, I haven't moved out without the knowledge of how to cook for myself, how to clean up after myself, and how to do laundry, I've left home with all of those skills, because those were things that I had to do at home anyway, so making this transition from living at home with them to being, to living here alone actually hasn't been that bad, because I haven't had to learn so many new things from scratch, so a testament to them, I think I have to give props to myself also, because I think over the years I've Very much prioritized traveling, and I've taken the time out to do a lot of traveling, go on a lot of holidays, sometimes solo, sometimes with groups. Um, So I think having those experiences as well, of like being abroad and having to look after myself, even if it's only for a few days or even if it's for the whole three months that I was at camp in Canada with Kirsty, which is where we met, all of those experiences at the time. I thought that, you know, they were great experiences because I was going to different countries and experiencing different cultures and seeing different parts of the world without realising that actually I was learning life skills in how to take care of myself and how to be alone and how, how to sometimes just be able to be in your own company for long periods of time and not rely on constantly being around friends or constantly needing to have someone to talk to or constantly needing to have someone to go and do things with. Although that was a skill that I had worked on for previous years before that, it was all kind of coming into fruition now. And I was realizing that I was really, yeah, I think I was just realizing that actually, you know, not to sound cocky or anything, or to sound a little bit cocky, that I'm I'm pretty great. Like I'm, not, I'm doing this. I'm surviving. I'm not just surviving, actually. I'm living. I'm living pretty happily. I'm not stressed out all the time because I know how to look after myself. I know what I'm doing. I'm not getting really, really depressed because I'm alone and I don't know how to cope with being alone and in silence. So, you know, well done to me, pat on the back, pat on the back. But that being said, I will also say that there are a few things that I've learned from being here that I don't know how to explain. Yeah, there are a few things I've learned that I didn't necessarily expect to learn or a few things I struggled with at the beginning that I didn't expect to struggle with and I think the main thing is cooking so when you come from living at home with your family particularly a Caribbean family cooking small portions of food is not a thing (laughs) it's just not a thing that you do because you're you just get so used to just cooking big portions of food and then just leaving it in the fridge as leftovers especially you definitely do that as well when everyone's working because it just makes it easier you don't want to be cooking every single day but I really really didn't realize how much that was drilled into me until I got here and I had to had to stop myself and be like you're just one person you don't need to be cooking eight pieces of chicken at a time you're also not working at the moment so you have the time." to cook your to cook different meals for yourself whenever you feel like it so you don't need to cook eight pieces of chicken at the time at the same time and suffer having to eat the same meal for four whole days straight and get really bored of it so that was the biggest thing that I had to learn was like how to cook one person portions for meals, because I I think I was overeating a lot, not necessarily just because I had the freedom to eat what I wanted when I wanted, but just because I was just cooking so much, and I didn't know how, I didn't know how to control my portions, because I was cooking what I thought looked like a one-person portion, and then I'd put it on the plate and be like, this is massive, but at this point I've already cooked it and it's on the plate so i have to eat it and it took me a while it took me a good month or so to kind of break that cycle um and i think the one trick that i've learned so far cuz i've started making a lot of my own food from scratch like completely from scratch like bread and all sorts of things like that but i've also started making burgers from scratch so i just instead of actually buying like packaged or frozen burgers i just buy the meat from scratch and i season it up and then i form it into the little burgers and all, as well as that being perfect for just having burgers whenever I feel like it, I've also realized that having burgers, pre-formed burgers, is also perfect for making one portion sized uh, meals of bolognese, so that's like my little life hack, if anyone needs one of those, make your own burgers, season them up how you want, you can use whatever meats you want, and then, yeah, once when you're ready to have some bolognese, just fling the burger in a pan to cook and then mash it back down into mince. Add a bit of tomato sauce, your onions, your herbs, whatever. Perfect portion size of bolognese. There you go. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. That's my little life hack that I'm going to leave you with. Um, if you're still here after my almost 20 minutes of just chatting about my life story, which I don't even know if anyone really cares about, but... Maybe I just needed to talk to someone. Maybe I just, I'm sitting here saying, oh, I'm so used to being in my own company and I'm not lonely. But here I am just talking to a microphone for 20 minutes and not realizing if anyone cares or not. Um, But if you are still here, thank you so much for listening. And if you've gone through any similar experiences like me, like you've just moved out of home for the first time, or you had any really big realizations when you did move out of home, whenever that might have been, or any life hacks that you want to share with me that you think might, be beneficial um you can keep in touch with us on instagram that is at leather or on our website that is www.facierbleather.com um and yeah hopefully you'll join me and Kirsty next week not sure yet what we're going to be talking about cannot tell you if it's going to be something light-hearted and fun or if it's going to be something a little bit heavier who knows we'll decide we'll decide on the day most likely that's typically what we do um you can follow me on Instagram I encourage you to I'm asking you very politely to because I'd very much appreciate it. That is at majestic underscore mayhem. And um, yeah, this has been a fanciable a not so small talk. And um, yeah, you'll hear from me next week. Bye.